my name is Sarah Connor. Oh, good for you! August 29, 1997. It's supposed to be Judgment Day. Seriously, man, you and me, we're fucking done professionally. But I changed the future. You're unbelievable, man. Saved three billion lives. You're unfucking believable Enough of a resume for you. No! No. No! All right? You may have changed the future. What don't you get about it? But you didn't change our fate. What don't you fucking understand? I know you're scared. No! But I'm here to protect you. No, shut the fuck up. Think for one fucking second. I've never seen one like you before. Fucking ass. Almost human. I am human. No! Just enhanced. But I don't fucking cut it when you're bullshitting and fucking around like this. What the fuck is it with you? Why do you care what happens to her? Give me a fucking answer! I can see you're very upset. I wanna fucking kick your fucking ass. You know, shut up for a second, all right? I'll be back. Kick your fucking ass! Do I fucking walk around? Ah, da, 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 da. No! Let's not take a fucking minute. Let's go again! Live from Kubo's Central, I'm a cybernetic organism, living tissue over a metal endoskeleton. Hold your dicks and rub your tits. Of course, I'm a Terminator. Here come the cool boys. Come with me if you want to live. So cool. Chill out, dickwad. So cool. So cool. I see cool boys. Greetings, cool boy nation. And da welcome <laughs> to a special installment of the Cool Boys podcast. You know what they say. Children look like burnt paper, black, not moving. <gasps> and then the blast wave hits them. And then they fly apart like weeds. Ooh. I'm Rev9 Felk. Oh, <laughs> should be more like I'm Sarah Connor Felk, I yeah, guess. Right. Really. Yeah. Well, I'm T800 Ballard. Ah. Uh, uh, so cool. <laughs> this episode, we will not be discussing the Terminator franchise. We did that last fucking week. And we will forgo our cool boys' fuck dates. Ooh. Updates. And get right into Terminator. Dark Fate. <laughs> Terminator Dark Fate. And all the fabulous spoilers it has given us. Uh-oh! A movie doesn't give you spoilers. We spoil the movie. No, it, it gave us spoilers. Yeah, it definitely gave us spoilers. Didn't give me much else. It's time for spoilers. Cool? Cool. So cool. Ain't it cool? Fuck you, asshole. No! Fuck you, asshole. No! <laughs> all right, well, first... Let's just kind of recap fast. Cool Nation, if you want, you can get into our thoughts about all of this from our episode last week, episode 149. Mm -hmm. Just to recap, let's do our ratings of the past films in the Terminator franchise. So, Fel, go ahead and read yours off real fast. And we're just saying stars. The ratings. Yeah, just the stars, just the boys. I get the Terminator. Five stars, boys. (laughs) (laughs) Out of five. Out Out of five. Okay, good. Yeah, and um, I gave it 4.5 out of 5, boys. And Nolan, he sent us his ratings, and he gave it 3.5 out of 5, boys. Okay. Terminator 2, Judgment Day. I, of course, gave it 5 out of 5, boys, uh, and I believe it's the best film ever made. Uh, I completely agree with that, except I gave it 6 out of 5, boys. I broke some precedent. 
but really, Nolan broke even more precedent. He gave it 10 out of 5, boys. So, yes, he obviously agrees that it's one of the best films, not the best film ever made. I don't really... Uh, I, I, I have five problems with Super Junior. What, 10 out of 5, boys? Yeah, it's just like... No, he had five boys in a room, and he called up five more. He said, I need one more boy per boy. Yeah. And, and, so, and where does that leave society if we if we just go around doing that? Oh, no, my touchdown was nine points, you know? You can't <laughs> no, just no, no. make up rules. No, um, it's a party. It's just a... Noel's having a bigger party. He's just having ten boys over. My three and pointers all count for three and a half points, fucker. <laughs> so we, we win the game by a half a point. Because yep. ten out of five boys, six out of five boys. For God's sake, just give me the damn number! Well, okay, well, moving on. Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines, Felk. Uh, I gave it... I, I actually would upgrade it now to three and a half, but I'm, I, I think I said three. Oh, no, I gave it three and a half. Yeah, three yeah, and a half out of five. I think you may have given it three, and then you upped it to three and a half by the end of that conversation. Yeah. I don't remember. Maybe respect it more thinking about it. Um, I, I give it 2.5 out of five, boys. It's middle of the road for me. A lot of things I don't like, and a few things I do like. And Nolan gave it three out of five, boys. Mm-hmm. Terminator Saliva. Ooh. I gave it three and a half out of out of five. Although I also could possibly upgrade that to, or no, I gave it three out of five. Although I also could possibly upgrade that to three and a half. Both oh, okay. three and four are very close to me in quality. Um, I gave uh, Terminator Salvation, I gave it four out of five boys. Mm -hmm. It's one of my favorites uh, when it came to the sequels. And Nolan gave it a three out of five boys as well, as you felt. And Terminator Genesis. The Genesis? Yeah, I give it half a boy. Yeah, you gave it 0.5 boys out of five boys. That sucks. It means you cut one boy in half in that room and then fucked his lower section. Or his top section, which you pick. I don't know. But I do know that I'm going to upgrade and say I'm giving Terminator 2 Judgment Day 47 out of five <laughs> boys. What? So oh now I'm the maximum. What? You did it. Oh my god, I'm marking it in there. 47 out of 5 boys. Felt called in 42 more boys from the neighborhood to come to his party, and he fucked them all. Yeah. That That's incredible. I Honestly, it doesn't matter what my opinion of Terminator Genesis is anymore. And I'm changing my review of The Last Jedi to negative 0.3 boys. <laughs> Fucking thing sucks! What, so you, you shot... Every boy in the there's, room? There's a, there's a torso just fucking sitting in that fucking <laughs> basement now. You shot every boy in the room and then found three boys outside the room and then shot them too. Yeah. That's horrible. All right, so Terminator Genesis, I gave I it one out of five boys. <laughs> what? That was all metaphorically. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought this was all real. So I gave it one out of five boys. Um, it has uh, a few things I liked about it, mostly Arnold's back for reals and Amelia Clark did it pretty good job looking like a hot sexy version of Sarah Connor okay. one out of five boys Nolan also gave it one out of five boys so let's move into Terminator Dark Fate and our boys but mm -hmm. before we get to our boys rumor has it oh no rumor has it 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 Noli sent us a review, and he wants Felk to read it. I know. He even wrote in big 
big old bold letters. <laughs> Bell Greaves. <laughs> yeah, okay, so I won't clear. read this. That he does not want Ballard to read this. I will not read this, Under though. any circumstances. Felk will read this. Well, well fuck my teenage ass, ass cool boy nation. Our very own cool boy, Noli, has connected to Skynet. Why are you reading it? Oh, oh I'm, I'm reading it. God damn it. I'm so sorry, Noli. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. All right, All right. Felk. Well, hold on here. I got. I have to. All right. I have to open the email. No, you don't. You no one sent us. No, no, no. It's, I have to make sure that I have permission to open and read this email, I have to be sure. <laughs> okay. I okay. don't want to violate any sense of trust here. Yes, of course. You're probably going to cut that out, aren't you? <laughs> I Maybe not. Now, Johnny, drop <laughs> that hot track. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Bill Freeze! Well! Fuck my teenage ass, cool boy nation! Our very own cool boo. It's spelled B-O-U. Noli has connected to Skynet itself. Don't know how. Don't care why. Got a dick so big it can reach the fucking heavens. And has transmitted all the way from the quantum realm <laughs> and his review of Terminator Dark Game, Rise of the Genesis, Salvation Day. I wish it was really called Salvation Day. The fourth one really should have been Terminator Salvation Day. <laughs> uh, or just Terminator 4 Salvation. That would yeah. be better. No, he says... What was the first like, part? Wait, yeah, so wait, who wrote that first part? Was that not Noli? <laughs> well, wait, again, <laughs> I don't know where to begin. I was walking around this realm all the time. Checking out oh. the sex clubs. Mm. See, I got a huge cock. I got desires. Desires to see new Terminators. Ass. Muscles. That's what I came to see. But what did I see? I'm not really sure. Was it better than Genesis? Probably. Better than Salvation? Not sure. Better than Rise of the Machines? Most likely not. Better than Judgment Day? Fuck you, I'm gay, so what? Spread the mask cushions. Let's fuck. That was nonsense. Sort of like Terminator Dark Fate. Since Judgment Day, we have only gotten an Arnold played for laughs. Hashtag not my T-800. What was director Tim Miller doing when he showed Arnold pick up sunglasses, look at the camera, and did not put them on? He was Ryan Johnsoning. Uh, mm, ruin. What the fuck was that? A gotcha moment? Oh, good for you, Tim. <laughs> oh, good for you. You got me. Tim? No, no Tim. Tim! This is so no, cool. Tim. Did I really see an underwater Hummer chase at the end? What the fuck was I watching? What a CGI fuckfest. I have so many questions about a Skynet that never existed, sending back T-800 Terminators to kill John Connor after the events of T-2, but fuck it. No time. Too hot. Too big. Dicks upon dicks. Upon dicks. Boaters in my ass. <laughs> On to the good. The opening 10 Yay! minutes were pretty cool. Splicing in T2 moments. How about those de-aging effects? Eddie looked great. No math and heroin here. 
<laughs> Why are meth and heroin capitalized like they're name brand products? <laughs> uh, Maybe they are. Linda's entrance was what has been missing from the franchise. I was a fan. Mackenzie Davis, you were pretty good too. Mexican savior chick, don't know your name. You sucked. Eat a butt. Rev9 Terminator, you were fine. But I can't believe it's been 80 years since we got a decent Terminator villain. Would have loved to see Robert Patrick and his de-aged cock back in action. The fuck would be so good. Don't know what else to say. But let, let this, this franchise, franchise die. die. Oh, 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 one last thing. Mm. I forgot to mention the most important detail. The most important detail indeed. I suffered through a stomach bug and shit six times the day of my screening. Complete blowout. Blowout's better than a personal one from Chaz Dean himself. Who's Chaz Dean? Hi, I'm Chaz Dean. He Hi, I'm Chaz here. Cool boy nation. He fucks the hottest men, but apparently is super straight. R.I.P. Nolly's ass. R.I.P. Chaz. And more importantly, R.I.P. Terminator. Disclaimer! I saw this movie three weeks ago and all but forgot about it. It, could, it came out two weeks ago. I think he's timing his email for the release oh, okay. of our episode. But forgot about it and only wrote this review just to hear Felk say some of my favorite bites with a Y. Now... For my, my favorite. favorite. Dicks. Fucks. Fuck. <laughs> Terminator. Two out of five boys. Oh, and one last thing, cool boys. I'll be back. Cue theme. I'll be back. All right. I don't really know where to begin. Oh, good for you. I was walking through this city. Damn. All the time. Okay. Checking out the sex clubs. Hi, I'm Chaz Dean. See, I got a huge cock. Ow! I have desires. The fucking be so good. Cocks everywhere, asses, muscles. Chicks can't give me the kind of head I need. What is gay? I can fuck the hottest, hottest fucking men around. Fuck me back there. Sweet pussy. That was a, that was a, that was like a lot of like. Uh... I haven't been on this podcast in in a, in, a, in a long time, so I'm going to reference all the things we were talking about in like episode 87. Yeah, Jeff Stryker bits were still very, like a new thing for us. We moved past <laughs> Jeff Stryker. I, I I still I still we're on to Adele you. now. <laughs> you know yeah, we are on to Adele. Where was the rumor has it in there, Nolan? <laughs> yeah, where was rumor has it? Rumor oh my God, it. seriously, of course, rumor has it. <laughs> Rumor has it. Rumor has it. Rumor has it. Rumor has it. Ooh, rumor has it. Ooh, rumor has it. Ooh, rumor has it. Ooh, rumor has it. Rumor has it. Rumor has it. Rumor has it. You know, there are some try and trues. I would say McConaughey's no from Interstellar. I mean, that's that's pretty classic, I gotta say. And Jeff Stryker in general. We have a Jeff Stryker episode coming up pretty soon, Cool Boy Nation. Do we? (laughs) Yes, we do. We're gonna be on the phone with him, in fact. All right, so 
let's get into our quick rating, I guess, of uh, Terminator Dark Fate, and then we can kind of get into some of the, Lo- uh, Logan. Who Logan? Who the fuck's Logan? Nolan's email. <laughs> And maybe I don't know who Logan is. I don't know. I guess the movie. I don't know what the fuck. And then we'll get into some of our other things we want to talk about for Terminator uh, Dark Fate. So, Felk, what did you give Terminator Dark Fate? One out of five boys. Wow. So I am completely alone here. I give it four out of five boys. I fucking loved it. Really? I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was great. All right. We have to do a little recap just because. The previous episode, you know, it's at the very beginning of the episode. Maybe you haven't listened to that episode yet. I've listened uh, to the first eight minutes of it. Okay, so, yeah, we were going to do this last week, and I, I I, was so ambivalent about this movie based on some of the things that Tim Miller had said about how, hey, this movie's going to piss off the misogynists, but fuck them, right? Uh, Ghostbusters 2016 did so great. Uh, let's, let's, <laughs> it and, did. And it I, really did. That, it was only one quote. The marketing didn't really push that. I was just kind of like, it, I, I I didn't need that, but also just in general, the trailer to me looked more like Genesis than any other Terminator film. And I just was like, I don't really care about this. Totally agree with that. I, by the way, I, I did not like any of the marketing for this movie. I did not really even want to see this movie. I, I think like we ended up wanting to see this movie <laughs> as a joke. Yeah. Like, like that was the purpose of seeing this was a joke. And then kind of cause Nolan saw it. We were all like, okay, I guess we should do an episode about it. Yeah. Let's face it. Nolan is like one of our only uh, audience members. <laughs> Don't say that. But, okay, but I I, I I wanted to prepare for our spoiler cast, so I, I looked into other spoiler casts, found out what the first like two minutes were, and thought like, oh, that actually sounds like something I would have liked to have seen and experienced for my first yeah on my own. And 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 what else surprises does this movie have in store? I've already ruined the first two minutes, but you know I'm sure there's other twists. Turns out that was the only interesting thing in the movie. Yes. Now that said, the opening chase. I spent the first 10 minutes of this movie, the opening factory, the opening car chase and stuff, thinking this might be the best post T2 sequel, better than T3 Salvation, all of them. I was like, this, this is, I was really into it. And then yeah. the movie continued and it yeah. preached to me and it gave me anti-border shit. It gave me futurist female shit. And it gave me a third act that was a, a underwater CGI mess. And I was actively thinking like, is this worse than Genesis? Because at least Genesis, I understood really? the action, even though I didn't understand the plot. Here I understand the plot, but I don't care about it, nor do I care about the action, just the same as Genesis. I'm giving it one boy. I give Genesis half a boy. I'm saying it's better than Genesis, but uh, it, this is still, I mean, it, it's it's close to Genesis, and then there's a big old gap, and you get Salvation in T3. Wow. Wow. Okay, so I would say, like, if I honestly, like, rated it based on, like, how the third act doesn't make sense in a lot of ways or how they get from the second act to the third act. I didn't really care for that. Yeah. Um, those moments. Yeah. Like if like plot and like massive narrative structuring being lacking, you know, is something to like put as part of the reason you don't like a movie and then you rate it that way. Like I would maybe give this movie like a three out of five boys, honestly, but I gave it an additional four out of five boys uh, or not additional. I gave it four out of five boys, an additional boy. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I got the feels, and I, I huh. do my ratings not based on, like, merit, like, you checklists, and, like, you have to hit this, and your plot has to be structured in a way that makes total sense, and you can't have any hang-ups, and there should be no social justice scene of any sort in it, or whatever mm-hmm. it is, or, like, confusing this because of, you know, paradigms being created, because of time travel, and paradoxes being created because someone travels in back in time and is now stuck in another timeline, essentially, because their timeline was destroyed or whatever it is, 
and like makes that confusing and that's too confusing to follow and therefore I just negative the film. I'm not saying you did that, Phil. That's kind of what Nolan put in his review. Sounded like a little bit, and I'm sure others have said the same. Yeah, I can, um, I can, I can explain. I, but I rate, I rate, I rate my boys off of a feeling, off an emotion, and how I felt. Yeah, that's okay. I felt nothing. <laughs> I love the movie, like I did. Now I do have issues with the third act. I, I, as soon as they brought the military in and they went to go get the EMP. I was just checked out. I was like, oh, this is total garbage. Like, who's this military guy coming out of nowhere? He has like, extreme access to the point where they're able to blow past a military checkpoint into a base yeah, that, that's in a where fucking Carl's Drapery van. And it's like, no one would, even with the proper credentials and the, you know, the proper, like, whatever officer, commanding officer you have in there that's been shot, they would still stop you. And if you didn't stop approaching that fucking checkpoint, they would have shot your car. It would have just been like, go, 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 go. Let him drive all the way to the fucking airplane. Let him do it. Just let him do it. Who gives a shit? Who cares? We won't even check him to make sure that that's the car with the actual fucking commanding officer in there. They didn't Fuck explain it. how they had a military guy who was willing to break all these rules for Sarah Right. And and then on top of that, they get in the plane with this brand new EMP they just got. And then in the plane, the EMP is destroyed. Right. Yeah. And they're and they're immediately like, okay, well, the EMP's fucked, so we can't use it anymore. So they like created this. The screenwriters literally wrote in this this MacGuffin at the last second that they created out of nowhere for the second, the end of the second act, going to the third act, and then just tore you away from you at the beginning of the third act. Yeah, there was it a lot of weird. But there was, I still there, liked there was a lot it. of like, that. I still enjoyed um, it. So if you, I don't remember the credits, but I believe it's like it's four screen. It's four screenwriters, but I think it's like 19 or nine, or not, not 19, like nine story buys. There's like nine people total who worked in the screenplay. There's a lot of things that- David felt, S. Goyer. Felt, was he in there? Yeah, David <laughs> Goyer wrote some of this movie. It felt like there's a lot of things that were put in to pay off later that they, yeah. ju that they just left in from previous scripts. And Genesis had the same problem because it just ends with like the core mystery not being resolved. And they're like, oh, we'll find that out in the next, at our next adventure. But uh, the the whole thing where Mackenzie Davis's character, who I liked, I liked, I like Mackenzie Davis a lot. She's now my Terminator. I'd most like the fuck if Summer Glau's not on the table. Um, but she's not uh, Terminator. Well, yeah, but you said enhanced human. Neither is Marcus Wright, but you left that one on there too. Uh, so no, he's a he's a he's a Terminator hybrid. She's just augmented super soldier. Yeah, as long as the heart and brain are there, I, I, I what's the difference? I, I, yeah, well, apparently she has more than a fucking heart and a brain. She also has a bomb cock that you have to pull out from the inside of her womb. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, her whole thing where she needed the uh, medication, like insulin and some, some, some other thing, um, that felt like that was written in. Then they fucked up and realized, okay, but she wouldn't have that if she had just been taken into custody at Border Patrol. Uh, let's just throw in a line where they're like, oh, we should have searched her better. <laughs> so she still has that. And then at the end, it's supposed to, I, th I think there was, thought there was something where it was going to pay off or something, but it was just like, oh, no, I still have it. Here, here you go. Like, wait, what was the payoff to that? I no, Arnold, Arnold or Carl, excuse me, says, <laughs> um, uh, you left this in the plane. Yeah, exactly. But what was the payoff? Just that so she, she had it going into that scene. You could have cut all that. <laughs> I Yes. There's a lot of moments, yes, like that. It's it's stupid. It has stupid, like, thought-lacking moments, right? Like, things that are very goyer in that way, where, like, like reality is missing. Like, the whole idea that, like, the, the fact that they could just take a plane, like, a, a military plane, and just start flying it, and then have, out of nowhere, escorts. They had, like, two escort jets, like next to I know it, that that the end is where I, I I was like genuinely thinking this is worse than Genesis. I didn't mind the underwater sequence with the Hummer. I couldn't see um, anything. But 
I, I, I just, once they got into the, um, oh, here's the other issue. So one of the things that's like weird about the damn sequence for me is as soon as the plane crashes, like everyone just like hits the alarms and leaves. Is it Hoover Dam? I thought it was Hoover Dam. No, it was something different. It was definitely something different, mm. but like, um, everyone just bounces. The reality is they would have like a, a, a fire team. Like a, even like maybe a state like you know like owned no like the main reactor room team. is just empty and ready for Terminator yeah. fights. They would they would have like you know officers there. They would have like uh, like emergency personnel would be showing up. Not one, just all of a sudden everybody leaving and one shot everything in empty. D two is all it takes to have the foreman, the safety guy at the the smelting factory, the 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 metal refinement plant. He hits the button and goes everybody out and, and everybody yeah. leaves and then yeah. it's empty. Yes, and and so that also works because it's it's what it's nineteen ninety five technically, even though it's filmed in ninety one or whatever. 91, so 91. it makes sense because in the nineties you would have people just be like, "Get out," you know, no. whatever. But and today, I always we, thought it was a flaw because that's like four in the morning by then. That like they wouldn't be. Why would they be uh, operating in the middle of the night? But then I in Burbank there's a fucking smelting yeah. plant, and hey, as you know, we used to work nights, so I'd get home at four in the morning, yeah, nice and they'd shift. be fucking they'd be fucking making metal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely. So, so would I a mean, power plant, so would a hydroelectric power plant. They'd have people but, there. But to me, the, the the that one is is the dam is what gets me. It's like as soon as they felt like something was going to happen, they would have had somebody there. They would have had teams there. There would have been people involved. It would not just been five people alone fighting this off in, in on you know in a dam yeah, yeah, yeah. inside of a dam. These are details. I, but I, I just want to clarify because like the social justice set was maybe one star or half a star or half a boy um, yeah. uh, that I'm detracting from this just because it was, my eyes couldn't roll hard enough with, with, with the, the twist uh, about a new Sarah Connor or new, new I like that Connor, twist, John honestly. Connor. Uh, I liked it. <laughs> By the way, I, I, I hated, I hated that away. they associated John. Like, like Sarah kept saying like, you're the new John. I'm like, no, she's not. She's just Danny. She's the new Danny. She's Danny. M more like, than don't that. call her the new John. Her character Why was you call so, her the new her John? Her character was bad and, uh, uh, and un unlikable. And, and I, I liked her. I, 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 why well, I didn't dislike her. I just found her incredibly boring to the point where when the twist is like that, she's the fucking great military leader. Like all that was wrong. And yeah, that was futurist female shit because there was the line from, from Sarah Connor saying like, Oh, you're not important. It's your womb. Cause you give birth to a man. And it's like, right. This is Sarah Connor. She wouldn't talk that way about John. She wouldn't like say that about her own son that that felt so out of character from somebody oh, who knows how important she is in the Terminator story anyways, That's that she point. would be like that, that, that was, that was the outside world coming in and telling me, reminding me that, you know, the future is female. Don't question Elizabeth Warren's fucking financial plans, even though they will bankrupt the economy. Uh, <laughs> it, that, that was, that was the outside world. Now we're not evergreen. Oh, <laughs> uh, we'll no, be evergreen. We'll be, we'll be fucking podcasts won't matter. When, it, um, when an iPhone costs six hundred thousand dollars. So in the movie, she gets upset at Carl when he says John the first time they meet, right? And she can't stand to be around him. And he says John, and she just like don't say that name. So like you're right, like she holds reverence for her son. Obviously, it was just um, weird to her to like be like you give birth to some right. man. It's like that's your for son. Her to like yeah, for her to kind of yeah. Uh, uh, bash his importance in the entire you know, story yeah. arc of her character. No, I saw that coming immediately yeah. that like, okay, the, it's going to be the idea that she, it, it's her and that's supposed to be a twist now, even yeah. though you've set it up so fucking hard. But the flashback is what really got it grading where we're like this, you know, 
Which flashback? The 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 flat well, flash forward technically, but fl- the flashback to the future of oh, of, okay. of her her being like, "You're the one who saved me when I was a little girl," and you just stood up and said, "Hey, everybody, we should fight together and not against each other." And everybody's okay. like, "Oh shit, this girl's got so, something on here." I, we hadn't thought I did of that. Not lo- I did not like that at all, honestly. I when I saw that scene, I was like. I was like, so you're telling me if if Grace, as a little kid, just stood up and just started like telling everybody, like we should stand together. Yeah, anybody Why are we could fighting? do it. And yeah, anybody. It, and it was yeah. I mean, honestly, like, it they explained John Connor away with the time paradox that you know, like, why would this kid be a fucking great military leader? Well, then it turns out because she knew he was going to be a great military leader, she went down to Nicaragua and 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 I had him like trained with freedom fighters, so he knew all this kind of shit, so mm-hmm. that he would be he would like be an expert on guerrilla warfare from the ground up. This movie just implies that all it takes is for anyone to go like, "Hey guys, stop fighting! The the robots are the bad people. Let's all get together." I guess. Um, I. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's 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 true. That's it was, what happened. This movie was fuck but, John Connor the movie basically. From no, the was o- it? Oh, from the opening of just uh, Hey, remember John that Connor? Boom, awesome. dead. <laughs> I loved that. Yeah, but that opening was awesome because it like it set the stakes. It's like when Diego her her brother dies, it like helps set the stakes. Like she gets over that really fast. And, oh, I just I I I really like the opening prologue. Can we stop destroying our childhood idols? John well, Connor, John Luke Connor, Skywalker. John Connor wasn't a childhood idol. What are you talking about? He was to me when I was a kid. I, I looked up to John Connor. I was eight or nine. I was he was like a year older. He was wiser. I, he thought, knew how to I thought get John money. Connor was a little douchebag. Honestly, I only looked up to the Terminator. Anyway, so I would say my point was this. Um, so when you see her, like you know, flash forward or when she was a child and whatnot, and you see uh, Danny monologuing and and rallying everyone up and whatnot. Um, it made me realize that what T2 did so well was you don't see John Connor acting. You don't see this actor, this stunt actor, whatever he was, right? No. You don't see him having to, like, rally up troops like fucking, you know, Bill Pullman and in looks into a binoculars and you, you can just, tell that's it. body language. Right. And it, that was it. And it was the shot and it was the voiceover from um, uh, Sarah Connor, right, from Linda Hamilton. Mm-hmm. So, like, that did enough. But once you – if you had that character – all of a sudden start being like, all right, man, we're going to do this and we're going to fight until every machine is gone or whatever the fuck, you know. And then the, all the men were like, Woo! it would feel flat. It would not work. And it's not something that you could do. I think trying to get someone with a gravitas to be able to act as a savior for the world and in the apocalypse moment, you know, is something that doesn't come natural, I think, to a lot of actors. I think even it's Christian Bale wasn't up. really able to do it. <laughs> he didn't. I didn't really like Christian Bale's read of it, honestly. And I think the charisma is not the only thing you have. You have to have presence. Yeah. And Bill Pullman in Independence Day, just to go off in Independence Day for a second, um, he is a terrible actor. Yeah. I, I I remember him in Ruthless People, and I thought to myself, remember in Ruthless People, is he dumb or is he just plain dumb? Like I couldn't tell because he's kind of dumb also as what Lone Star and Spaceballs. So it's weird. Like, you're like, who's this person? But he sells the fuck out of that speech. Really? That's your that's Day. your example? Oh, yeah, the speech is good. The speech is good. This, right, but he sells it, and I don't know how he did it. This is a side tangent. How did Bill Pullman pull that fucking thing off? Because he's a horrible actor. I don't know. I, I always thought Bill Pullman was one of the weak parts of uh, weak points of Independence Day. But that speech is amazing, and he pulls it off. Good morning. 
In less than an hour, aircraft from here will join others from around the world. And you will be launching the largest aerial battle in the history of mankind. Mankind, that word should have new meaning for all of us today. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We will be united in our common interest. Perhaps it's fate that today is the 4th of July. And you will once again be fighting for our freedom. Not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution. But from annihilation. We're fighting for our right to live. To exist. And should we win the day, the 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday. But as the day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. It's very well written. Right, but it's still well written or not. It's incredible to me he pulls that off because I don't think he's that kind of actor. Yeah, like he he was he did the right line of blow that day in his fucking RV before heading out. Uh, allegedly, I don't know. I don't know if he does drugs at all. We're talking but about like, how this Mexican girl doesn't seem like she'd really be the future leader, right? Right. Yeah, but I did like it from a story's perspective. You know that it, to me it wasn't much of a twist. I can I kind of saw it coming honestly the whole time. Yeah. So I guess it wasn't a twist to me. Every time they kept mentioning her son, she like like it would be like. Way too much overhandness from uh, Sarah Connor being like, your son, it's your son. And then and then Grace's character would never say anything. And because she would never say anything or she would be offended sometimes by what Linda Hamilton, Sarah Connor would say, like on top of the train. I forget what Sarah Connor said, but Grace was like super offended by it. Yeah. And it was like one of those moments where I was like, oh, OK, maybe because um, she's talking shit actually about Danny and Grace doesn't want to see that because Danny saves her. And I assume Danny saved her. I didn't assume Danny saved her in that flashback or flash forward the first time you see it. And, it's fi- and then you see the end of it in the third act. I did not assume Danny was going to enter that scene. I did wonder, that's weird. Do you just cut away from this, you know, at this moment? And then we just never see how they how she got out of that fight with those boys. But maybe you just couldn't write it into the script. You just didn't know what to do. I, it was, there was a it lot was, of I, they didn't know what to do in, in this movie. I, I guess. But I still like, like the, the pacing of the movie. I thought like... Tim Miller like nailed a Terminator film. I thought like I finally felt like it was like Force Awakens. I knew you were going to say mention Force Awakens. Well, it was also like Superman Returns and and the new Halloween 2018. Like how how they skip every other you know um, film in the franchise and they only focus it being you know the 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 sequel to the second film in the series. Force Awakens doesn't do that, but I mean no, it doesn't do that. But it it survives entirely off nostalgia and it does here. The Force Awakens is similar to Terminator Dark Fate for me is the way that J.J. got Star Wars pace right. Like, he got the pacing right. Like, he kind of got the feel and yes. the way characters are supposed to, like, come well together. Is, is also paced well. Yeah, it, it's, it, very, it's very well paced. It's a Terminator film, which no other Terminator sequel, to my at least belief, ever did right. No, yeah. 
Like, it feels like it has the right down points in the first act. It has the right amount of tra traveling on the road and motel stays and, and moving on from the next scene no, the, and reveals. The pacing's not the problem. The it's, it's the characters are the problem. Yeah, I see. I, I did I not the buy. Characters. Well, we're jumping all over the place, but I didn't buy Linda H Hamilton as Sarah Connor <gasps> anymore. I loved her. See, I heard. I heard a lot of people didn't. Before I saw the film, I heard a lot of people didn't like her coming back as Sarah Connor. They said that her and I think Arnold were some of the weaker points of the movie. They are. And to me, I actually liked them a lot. Like I was happy to see them both. They should have just uh, honestly. I, I liked Mackenzie Davis in this enough that I was just like, she's because you can't not you can't play the character of Grace wrong like it's it's whatever the character is whereas with mm. Linda, with sarah connor like yes we only have really two worthy interpretations of the character i'm mentioning the tv show again but <gasps> uh -oh. um we we have we i mean like this didn't feel like sarah connor this this felt like the the world weary linda hamilton you know coming back and trying to be gruff and play that character but like as soon as she started doing actiony shit is where I, I think I, that was a big part of when I checked, I really, really checked out. And that's mostly in the third act, firing the gun, showing up like that was fine, but that needed to be kind of like what she did. She would stand places and fire guns and, and maybe drive a car. But, um, you know, towards the end, she's getting knocked back by mm -hmm. the Rev nine. And, yep. and this is, this is a, a personal pet peeve. They'll do this a lot in movies. Thanos does this to everybody at the end of Infinity War. Rather than doing a hard punch to the face or in the, T the Rev-9, which is a Terminator's case, just stab at her. They do right. the stupid thing where they close fist, swipe outwards, and knock the person back. And even though that, like a superhuman or super strength Terminator, Thanos, whatever, that would still probably break every fucking bone in your body. It just kind of not incapacitates the character for... 20 seconds so then the other character has to come in but when it happens to linda hamilton my dad dislocated his shoulder uh or, or hurt his back really bad picking up um a, a labrador you know mm -hmm. old people can hurt themselves getting in and out of their cars it, it, she looks old to the point where many of the things that are happening to her should not uh should kill her should just their bones are very brittle and, and, and that's just like as soon as like that shit was happening i was like okay now i'm dealing with fucking marvel movie logic there's no fucking any of that in t2 you get you get shrapnel in your leg you are fucking barely able to walk you know like it, it it's accurate to what happens or i guess she gets a bullet in her leg um it's accurate to what like the trauma of the human body is receiving, well, but we're she also gets sliced in the elevator and then she can't load the gun and she has to have John help her load the gun. And she has to get it stitched up. Th this, mm -hmm. this movie just like let whatever the fuck happen. And, and in particular, as soon as I saw that swipe, I was just like, this feels like PG 13. I know exactly what you're talking Marvel about. Shit. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, where is the T 1000? He just comes at you, stabs you with his little finger like that. Yep. You know, he, he, he wouldn't yeah. do that shit. Uh, the way he stabs that guy who's just, the guy is just like, hey, man, are you all right? And he just fucking stabs him. Mm -hmm. That's so good. Or or um, I, I love when the T-1000, when it's Vasquez, and she just stabs the husband in the face with the milk carton. He's drinking it. And you don't yeah, see Xander the to the end. Yeah, uh, Xander Berkeley, right. And uh, what's her face? Uh, uh, Gold, we talked Jeanette about Goldstein. Goldstein. Jeanette yeah. Goldstein. 
So anyways, um, well, yeah, I totally agree. I know exactly what you're talking about, and I saw, I saw that punch. I saw the th- same thing, and then I just didn't care. Like, I didn't care in Infinity War, and I didn't care in a lot of other things. Like, I saw those things, and I think the same thing. Like, I'm like, yeah, that should have ended. Also, I think, why would he close with a punch? Uh, well, it's fine. It's fine in Infinity why not War because you're doing comic ship. When you're making a movie that's supposed to be, this is the direct sequel to Terminator 2. Uh, I, I'm yeah. expecting the Terminator 2 level mm-hmm. of rules to apply, and they after a while, they just didn't. And Grace was so ill-defined that... I, I liked what she was doing in the first. Oh one, yeah, she was, she was like that getting was ridiculous. hurt, knocking thing, like you know, uh, dodging the rebar or, or, or redirecting yeah. it. Um, yeah. and, and and like when she was throwing the rebar, like redirecting like, it, redirecting it to kill Diego practically. Yeah, she, ba- was, she that was cool. He was low price. He wasn't. He wasn't on her save list. You know, he, she didn't yeah, care about him. Um, but uh. She was she, like, it's set up like, here's the thing she can do. But then later she's like hanging on to a fucking plane as it's, it's or, or, uh, uh, a Humvee as it's coming out of the air. It's like you, you couldn't. I mean, it felt like it was go, it was going into like, again, Marvel strength logic where characters are as strong as they need to be at any given moment. But they're weak what has they need to be at any given moment. Um, so do you think there's another cut of this movie? I don't know. Well, okay, I gotta say that the, the entire uh, third act feels like they they reshot it yeah. and or uh, repurposed things that they shot originally and then kind of recut it with new sequences they shot around it. Um, it doesn't it doesn't feel like the rest of the film. It's it one of those things that like the whole movie feels R until you get to the third act and then it's no longer an R-rated movie. Yeah. It becomes like a PG-13 and you've said Marvel a bunch and it is it it seems a little Marvel-esque at that point where everyone kind of seems to be a little bit of a superhuman. Um and you have characters even have a 80-year-old woman was it like what is said, an 80-year-old yes. woman? That's when I I was like you know is she 80? She's 80 in my mind. Okay. Well, yeah, I guess she does look old. Um uh, one of the things I thought was interesting is that it's also only in the third act where they reveal that Grace has a nuke in her or something, right? Like some kind of bomb that yeah, that her, was her that power was source when it was needed. That that see that was the one. See, I I do ding it for that. Like that's something that when I was watching, I was like, that sucks. But like that doesn't really affect my rating because I still it's also ripped off T three. T three uses the exact same thing. Although T three at least sets it up by saying my power, like because he's driving and he has to cut out of his stomach. He's like my power. One of my two power cells was damaged. It's going right. to explode. I'll throw it out the window. Boom. And then at the end, he's like, ah, oh, I'm going to use my other one to blow up the, the TX. Right. Yeah. That was set up. This yeah, just came yeah, out of nowhere. Absolutely. It was like, ah, oh, cutting my belly. I got a thing in there. That'll blow it up. Yeah. Also, yeah, that, but that like, I, maybe it doesn't need it because it, uh, it, it we still had the fucking uh, hydroelectric hydroelectric plants turbine to somehow also destroy the Rev Nine. It did destroy it. It, it just well, messed up its liquid metal part. For Rev a Nine was very was very durable. It was. By the way, just to talk about that, Gabriel uh, Gabriel Luna, who played Gabriel, also known as the Rev Nine. I didn't realize his name was Gabriel. The Rev Nine's name was Gabriel, but I guess they did call him that a few times. Hmm. What else has he been in? I, I didn't recognize him for anything. I don't know, man. Honestly, <clears throat> yeah, <throat> I didn't really recognize him much either. I um, thought he was fine. Um, he did a little too. He was like a little, almost a little too, like too sociable as a Terminator. Where like I never really felt like I was still watching a Terminator. Oh shit, he was Ghost Rider in Agents of Shield. I never. Oh uh, okay, that. yeah, 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 yeah. I, I did watch like two of them. That's that's the season I quit watching it. He was in True Detective, uh, 2015. He was Miguel Galib or something or Gilb. 
He's fine. He's not. I mean, his performance is no is is not. He can't hold up to Robert Patrick's, but um, he, he was he, in Prison Break. He's not. Oh, everyone was in Prison Break. Uh, he's not uh, the weak spot of the movie. Nor is the Rev Nine, and uh, it does do. Uh, yeah, you threw me off in the last one because I was mentioning the fact that like, okay, it's the same thing as the TX, except this one, the liquid metal can separate from the endoskeleton. You're like, you said something like. Uh, kind of, but not really. And I was like, uh, oh, no, it? I thought I thought you were saying like the I I thought you meant like the liquid metal could turn into multiple Terminators itself. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, it, it, it was limited. And I did like that. They, You're right. Yeah, no, no, no. It, it, it's definitely when it becomes a separate entity, if it, it, they do make a point of showing that it's kind of it's hollow. Basically, it's not like liquid mm-hmm. throughout the way the T-1000 was. And I like that, too. The details on the Terminator were good. Yeah. Except it was black. I didn't want black metal. Just give me the chrome metal again. I don't know why they won't do that. I don't know. They did well because even John Connor's whatever T three thousand. Yeah, that was from Terminator Genesis is black metal, liquid metal, and that, okay. So, so the TX T three thousand and Rev nine are all liquid metal on top of uh, endoskeletons. Yeah, and I and it's it's a weird thing that they went with. I don't understand why they just will not go back to the T-1000 or the T-1 million. Like, just go full liquid metal only. What has the endoskeleton ever done for the TX, the T-3000, or the Rev-9? What did the endoskeleton do for any of them? The Rev-9, at least, it separated, and then they had two Terminators working together. Yeah. But that was it. That was, like, the only thing they ever did with that concept. It's stupid. If you just want liquid metal, just make a liquid metal Terminator. It was fine. Robert Patrick was perfect. I agree. I think that's a James Cameron idea that they wanted to continue to use, even though we've seen it three times now. Clearly. Yeah, they never got over it. Um, All right. Well, I mean, is there anything else you want to talk about? I mean, you've pretty much gone over everything, I feel like. Oh, really? uh, I thought we were were just on Rev 9 Gabriel Luna and had everything downwards. I mean, I guess there's a bunch. Yeah, there's there's something I want to fucking talk about. Well, uh, I mean, I I want to talk about Grace's uh, level of nudity. Oh, okay. So yeah, I wanted to talk about that too. So this is R-rated movie, and there's no fucking nudity. There is one shot that's from a distance where you should be able to see nipple, but it's so far out that you can't actually make out her her nipple, and that yeah. bothered me. You see a lot of her ass. She's got a good ass. That's probably a double, but still, Mackenzie mm. Davis has a good ass from what else I've seen it, uh, it depicted it. And I, I I wanted more of her. I I, I wanted I wanted to see every the same angle. That they shot Arnold with. Just have them tits out. And yeah. I have a feeling she'd be willing to do nudity. And if she's not, cast someone else. I don't know why. I don't know why we're getting R-rated Terminator films and we're, we're hiding the nudity. It, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Just good they ass, didn't though. do it with the other ones. They no, didn't they do didn't. it for the Terminator and they didn't we do saw it for Terminator 2. dual ball sacks in T2 if you look carefully. Yeah. You, you, you can even see Robert Pattinson. I'm sorry, Robert Pattinson. Robert Patrick's uh, ball and dick. You can see the tip of his dick, yeah. Yeah, you see the tip of his dick too. You see, I freeze the whole framed. Fucking thing, yeah. Oh yeah, I freeze framed all the time. That's all I had to say about Grace. Other than that, I like the character. Uh, I like the I yeah. like the performance, uh, but uh, ultimately the story doesn't. It, it gets it gets so confused at the end, and I didn't even think that you know as soon as they introduced Arnold, they didn't do anything with him. <laughs> And they then they focus. I don't agree with that. I liked him. I thought they did stuff with him. They, they never had they, that moment where, and I hate. I don't know, I hate the movie, but I, I, you know, I don't like Force Awakens anywhere near as much as um, you do. But uh, at least after they introduced 
and brought back in Han Solo. Han Solo. Um, they still gave Ray the like the the moment where she fights Kylo on her own and has the, the lightsaber come to her. That after they introduced Arnold, they kind of seemed to forget about Grace until she was dying or hanging from the Humvee. And I was just like, you introduce this new character, but then she never has her moment. New John Connor, Mexican Latina, Latina John Connor, Juan. Danny. Yoanda uh, Connor. Uh, Danny. Uh, she, doesn't, she doesn't do anything. She doesn't have her big moment at the end. Um, it, it, yeah, it, she does. She says, the, instead of saying, you're terminated, motherfucker, like Sarah does, she says, uh, you're dead, motherfucker, or something like that. It was. Too, no, I think, yeah, I remember rolling my eyes at that, too. By uh, the way, they did that a bunch. They took a bunch of classic lines from the film and then changed them slightly. So... Arnold's like, you know, I, I, obviously uh, Sarah says earlier in the film, I'll be back. But Arnold says later, he says, I told them I won't be back. And then there's another point where like, uh, yeah, when like uh, Danny's like, yeah, uh, you're dead, motherfucker. And then there's another line later where it's like, um, instead of uh, come with me if you want to live, she says like, you better come with me. Otherwise, you'll be dead in 30 seconds. Uh, Grace is that, that was Danny. dumb. And then they got to the other one where they said, uh, no fate, but what we make. And they changed it. And I thought to myself before they got to that moment, like, oh, I hope they say there's no dark fate, but what we dark make. <laughs> they there's no dark that, fate, but we dark make for our dark selves. Yeah. But she says, yeah, there's no fate, but what we make for ourselves. Except that the robot apocalypse is inevitable. Just the name of the AI changes. So yeah. there oh, is yeah, a fate. Legion. There is Legion. a fate that we cannot control. <laughs> Which is what, obviously, Rise of the Machines discusses, what Genesis discusses. It's obviously the main aspect that, uh, I guess, you know, James Cameron wants to continue to push forward is that you're going to fuck yourself somehow. Humanity is going to destroy themselves at some point. Whether it's in, you know, 1997 or if it happens later beyond 2020. Here's what's weird in the movie. So... They never really said what the new Judgment Day was. They just said Judgment Day happened. No, because they wanted it to be evergreen. They made that mistake with T2 when they, when they when it still wanted to make a sequel, and it was past 1997. But then when they show Danny in the future and Grace in the future, Grace hasn't aged much, and Danny hasn't aged much either. And then when they show Grace at the end, when Danny's watching her in the park— she looks like the exact same age Grace that was in the Flash Forward. No, no, it's it's. I I thought that Danny or, or Grace hadn't been born yet, kind of a Kyle Reese situation. But uh, no, they they did it the other. They, they, it, it was. It, I guess this future is relatively soon. Yeah, real soon. Because then the movie jumps to twenty forty nine. So all those flash forwards we saw of Grace is a super soldier or not a super soldier yet. She did not get augmented yet. She was going to be augmented. She says to them, "Augment me" or whatever, or something like that. Yeah. Um. That's twenty forty nine. Yeah. They don't even try to. Well, so in T two and then again in T three, they are actually trying to prevent. Oh, twenty forty two. That's twenty forty. They're trying to prevent Judgment Day, but they this one they just kind of like, eh, let's just survive, yeah. keep the girl alive, whatever. Just keep her alive. Um, I I, I kind of liked the timeline on this one. So what James Cameron, I guess, said, uh, I think it was James Cameron, somebody attached to the film said that every other sequel you can consider to be an alternate timeline of what happened. And this is the now official timeline, right? Uh, Dark Fate is the official third film. So 95 is Judgment Day. You know, they avoided it and it just ended. 98, we have John Connor and he dies and that's the prologue. But before we get that prologue, we get that 98, 1998 echo of what Gua uh, Livingston, Guatemala looks like. And you see that little girl, right? 
and she's huddled behind that car as the Terminators are marching on the beach. This is like the opening shots, right? And then they kill her. Yeah. They're about to shoot her, and then it flashes to real 1998 because John and Sarah saved the day. I really liked that echo. I thought that was really cool because thinking of it as 98, it's only been a year or less than into the into this apocalypse. Oh, it's just yeah, over. Okay. And so this little girl is just like dealing with early stages of this apocalypse and just gets gunned down on the beach. This I, thought, I didn't like, think that that was an echo. I don't know. But you, I, I, I just thought that was like a narrative device. I didn't think that it was. It is a narrative device, but it's an echo in the sense that like the Terminator 2 future that existed in that film, that's the flash forwards when they show those in the beginning. Yeah. And so I, that's about it. That was and just one of Sarah's just, visions, I thought. And the Terminator one, like you see Kyle Reese talking about, you know, the future and you go to the flash forward of the future. I just kind of thought of that moment, the beginning of Dark Fate. It was kind of like an echo to like in that future, this girl was gunned down on the beach. But boom, look, it's actually all good. 98. And we're we're here in this amazing beach. And oh, look, at there's beautiful de-aged uh, Sarah Connor and de-aged yeah. uh, Edward Furlong's. I don't Sean know they're de-aged. I, I have a sneaking suspicion that they used alternate takes or footage. No, they just no, wrote they a scope them out. They were DH. So what they did is they took um, uh, uh, actors who played those roles, and then they just put those faces on them. That's uh, deep learning is 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 really impressive. Oh, and even Arnold. So the actor that was the uh, body double for Arnold in that scene in '98, um, that's the same actor that played the double for Arnold in Genesis in the beginning. Oh, okay. When he has to fight himself. So they brought back that same actor. Arnold always has like a uh, officially licensed, like 30 year old actor to portray him. Yeah. yeah. Cause they had a different one salvation and then he aged out. He looked so sexy though, as fucking 1998 Arnold. Like he was amazing. I wanted to fuck the shit out of that Arnold. I'm not joking, dude. I was thinking to myself when I saw that Arnold, I thought to myself, wow. How good must it be to be a pussy and to get fucked by that Arnold's dick? Come on, don't bullshit me. I smell pussy. I want to be just a pussy. Bullshit. Like a fleshlight. Bullshit. And that dick of that Arnold Bullshit. fuck my fleshlight body. Bullshit. It was incredible. Either this show is a slow, gradual slip into you playing this Ballard character. No, I'm not joking. Oh, shit. Or it is a slow, gradual realization of your bi-curious, uh, not, not, you know, a, a pure Kenzie zero. Maybe you're a one now. Uh, I thought, For I, Arnold. Was, I, was I a zero when we did the test? I don't remember. I, remember. I don't remember. For Arnold, where, where are you taking me? Where are you going? I got to pee so bad. Okay. Sorry. I have to pee too. <laughs> I, I still have to t- talk about the fucking border. Hang on. Yeah. Are you just outside oh, peeing like an animal? I'm in the dog run. Yeah, just okay. peeing in the dog run. All right. Uh, the border in real life is controlled by the uh, cartel. It is not controlled by the government of Mexico, the southern border. Um, maybe there is an old man who's a nice coyote who doesn't uh, work for the cartel and doesn't rape half the women who, you know, he, he funnels into America. Uh or maybe this guy really was a monster, but just wasn't raping his uh, niece. But the depiction, as soon as we got to this kindly old coyote, uh, is mm-hmm. when uh, I, I knew I was in for an anti-border lecture. I was impressed when they actually got to the border uh, uh, detention center uh, that they weren't super over the top with depicting the border patrol agents as evil or, or monstrous 
Um, that's one of the kind of issues with T2, obviously, uh, is that the, it's you're not really clear if the movie is saying mental institution workers are all fucking uh, rapist monsters or maybe just this one guy is. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, this the movie didn't have too much. There was that one guy who was like I probably higher up who when they recognize uh, who – uh, Sarah Connor was it's like you deserve your own personal cage it's like they don't call them cages at detention centers that's anti-Trump people who refer to just because you're in a, surrounded by a fence doesn't mean you're in a fucking cage cages are a very specific thing and also those detention centers were like almost entirely built on the Obama administration let's just let's just, let's just get into that but as soon as I saw this overly loving depiction of uh the, the border situation and border crossing and and the, this movie wanted to throw in such a kindly generous depiction of the people who professionally cross people illegally uh, as not uh, MS-13 and, and well really just the cartel uh, the Mexican cartels uh, very uh, you know rape kill control murderous people uh, was that, that's when I started really thinking like okay we're in a lecture, and that's also when they set up the like. And this is the same scene where they're on top of the train, where where Linda Hamilton's like, ah, "Men, it's always about men." Like mm-hmm. that's a great T two has that fucking nineteen ninety one like men like you thought it up, and, and, and John Connor just fucking shuts her down. Is like, yeah, okay, let's be. I think we should be more constructive um, mm-hmm. right now. It's like. It's, it seems like she would have been past that. It, it, so I, I started feeling like I was I was lectured to. Uh, and then that doesn't really continue. At least the movie acknowledges that a lot of you know, really realize like a vast the, the larger majority of Border Patrol agents are of uh, Latino or Latinx descent. Uh, and at least this movie didn't, you know, have something weird because obviously the T or Rev nine pretends to be a border patrol agent and is dressed like a border patrol agent. The rest of the movie. Uh, no, no, no. He, he dresses into, um, uh, military a flight suit, a flight suit. Oh, yeah. military. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's dressed like a border patrol agent for, for a while. And the movie didn't really seem to care about him killing. Uh, at least, at least they didn't have Sarah Connor shooting BPD uh, or CPD, uh, agents. Uh, but, uh, they did have to throw in the sea where grace liberates them all by opening the cages. And uh, mm-hmm. I thought for a second that he was going to be cutting through them as well, the, the Rev-9, kind of displaying that, like, Grace was just doing that as a distraction and doesn't really care about the fact that she's releasing people into a chaos zone. But, I think she was doing it as a distraction. That's how I read it. Yeah, but I, the, it, it came to me as kind of like, let them all, just let them all into America. Don't vet. It's like E.T. with the frogs. Uh, well, I'm not sure if I want to... Uh, I can go with that comparison. Uh, they are human beings, uh, not frogs. Uh, it should not be equated as such. But uh, it did. It did yes, have. Yes, should be. It did have a tinge to me of of anti uh, anti uh, border patrol. Did you think no. that the movie had an anti border patrol stance? No, not at all. Not did you at think all. it had a pro coyote or pro or pro illegal immigration stance? No, because I didn't give a shit about any of that when I was watching those scenes. I was I liked those scenes. I, I enjoyed all the detention center stuff, except for one point of the detention center I did not like. I'll get into that in a second, mm-hmm. if you even care. Um, but I, I, Is I, it politically I, I liked, motivated. 
No, and I like the coyote scene too. And if I, I didn't care that her uncle wasn't, you know, was or was not raping people. I didn't think about that. I just, I didn't, I didn't think about the cartel. I mean, obviously, I do know that shit. Um, I read the news, but like, uh, you know, I didn't care about that in that moment. I enjoyed. It. I do know that someone in my theater was laughing at that shit. Like they, they were loving the fuck out of it. Like they thought it was hilarious. Like they thought it was a comedy at that point. Like the movie had taken on like almost comedic levels of of insanity um i didn't give a shit i was enjoying the movie i was enjoying the story going forward and the and the and finding out where these characters went and how it turned out i was really into it i really there's one point i liked grace a lot and there's one thing she said and i i, I mentioned earlier like the, a lot of the classic terminator lines were kind of revamped for this film but there was something like in a new line that was blew my mind and it was when she's on the bridge and she's about to like get killed by the two different Terminators, the liquid metal one and the endoskeleton. Mm-hmm. This is right before Sarah Connor shows up. And she looks at Danny and she says something like, uh, what was it? It was like, uh, um, when they start to kill me, run. I'm like, oh. No, when he tries God. to kill me, run. When he tries to kill me. No, no. When they start to kill me, I I, I, I remember try. No, she said they start to. She was prepared to just sit there and die so that she could get Danny. No, I think she was going to fight him. I think she was going to fight back. Yes, yeah, so, fight him, but she knew she was going to lose the fight against two Terminators. Yeah. No, so that's, I, her, that's, her, that's her mission. I love that. So I like that a lot. Okay, so back to the detention center. I, I liked the detention center. I thought it was fine. I, I liked how, you know, they, 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 it worked out, like the scenes. I didn't give a fuck if it was looked authentic or not. But the K-9 unit, after... All hell breaks loose, and the Rev Nine is just walking around. And he walks up to like you know the the Texas sheriffs or whatever they were, the state police, the state troopers, mm-hmm. whatever they were. There's a K9 unit walking behind the uh, Rev Nine, and the K9 unit does not freak the fuck out. All of a sudden, when it's walking by a Terminator, it's in, it's in the background about maybe 50 feet. But Sparky was also 50 feet in the background. When Max was killed, you know, by the T-1000, um, the T-1000 like, could hear the dog barking, right? The, uh, the T-800 could hear it barking in T-2. John could no, hear the dog's dog name barking. is Max. He's the fake he name called is Sparky. Wolfie. 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 That's Wolfie. it. Wolfie. Yeah, that's it. So, yeah. <laughs> how's Wolfie? I can really well, hear him barking. Wolfie? I can really hear him barking. Yeah. And then you hear, Wolfie's you just the fine there. <laughs> yeah. Chunk. And that's when she kills uh, the, the husband. Anyways. So the dog's freaking out in the backyard and shit. And like they've shown multiple times dogs freak out around the Terminators. One of the points of the movie I thought was awesome was Carl is seen petting his dog. And he's really petting his dog. Like his fingers are in his dog. And like <laughs> in his fur. Yeah. In the fur of his dog. Get those fingers in that dog. How do you pet your dogs, Ballard? <laughs> anyway, so his fingers gotta are really in the dog's fur. Gotta get your it, fingers in there. The dog okay. really knows it's getting pet now. <laughs> That's when the dog likes it. That's why you know the dog likes it. Anyways. Yeah, so, so your point I is that, that they moment, dropped the dogs? The dogs I thought the, the no, I, I thought that was important because it showed his humanity, Carl's humanity, mm. that the dog could actually be near him without freaking the fuck out. Mm. But the other dogs, when the Rev-9 is walking around, aren't freaking out. I was like, I thought that was weird. So wait, is it a T thing? Is it a Cyberdyne model systems thing only? Like Skynet versions? I think only? this movie just forgot about the whole thing where dogs freak out around Terminators. Maybe. I thought it was on purpose the way uh, Carl was petting his dog. I liked Carl. I liked the humanity. So there's something in T2. I, 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 it completely underwrites the concept of what a Terminator is. No, it doesn't. Because in T2, they show if you pull the chip out, right, yeah. you can reboot them. And then they they can start to learn. 
Because that's and that's so that's what they do. I don't remember which version of Terminator. It's that's like, in the special edition. The chip's not mentioned in the original. Okay, the that's a special edition. Yeah. Okay, so that's the whole thing, right? So I assumed that at some point somebody just did this to Carl. They pulled his chip out and rebooted him. Well, so the whole thing was that his, his programming said protect John Connor. But if his programming said kill John Connor, he would without question. Uh, this the, this idea is that after this Terminator killed John Connor, it had no programming. So rather than just shut down like any programmer and computer would be, it's, mm-hmm. it said like, well, I'm going to protect this Mexican girl who's, who's being beaten up by her ex-boyfriend. I'm going to marry her, have a sexless relationship and raise her son. Dude, I think every woman would love that, honestly. I think every woman would try to fuck Arnold. It's as satisfying to me as the uh, coming is. The having sex with a woman and coming. I smell pussy. I do not want to touch his ass. Oh, God, especially 1998 Arnold, because he said he like met her like a few months after he killed John. But they just couldn't so- fi- they couldn't figure out a way around, like, oh, yeah, but doesn't he weigh 400 pounds canonically, so he'd crush her if he tried to fuck her? He'll just, right. have, he'll just throw on a line where he's like, it's not sexless. Yeah, so we're supposed to believe that Arnold Schwarzenegger was around a Latina MILF and didn't <laughs> fuck her. Uh, I don't think I don't I don't think that uh, checks out with history. Uh, 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 that's Arnold. You're not. That's not Carl. Okay, you can't you can't equate the two. They're one of the same. They are not. The Terminators no, are, are Arnold now. No, they are not. I hated it. I when, when he was petting the dog and being like. You know, whatever, you know, I'm, I'm like chill now. It's like, what the fuck was that? He was wearing shorts and stuff. He was wearing even. board shorts. <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah. No, no, he was wearing uh, cargo shorts. Cargo shorts, whatever. He was wearing shorts that don't befit the... That, that was just weird. It, it wasn't even wrong or upsetting. Mm. That, that I was interested when, when he, Carl was on screen until the action with Carl started. Uh, that, that, that scene where they're all just chilling and drinking lemonade and, or, or beers. Coronas, specifically. Oh, they were Coronas, but they were very similar to Coronas, yes. They okay. had limes, yeah. of course, too. So, so they, and he's just like petting his dog and like, yeah, I, I, I have a son, you know. I, 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 have, I have a, Lati- a, a, a Latin American son. Just like in real life where I have this fucking Latin American son with my former cleaning lady who looks just like me. It was that was that was all I was thinking about. Like his real son is about that age. And he (laughs) looks just like him. It's crazy. It is really crazy. Hey, folks, did you like that they had to go to Texas or did you not care about that? I've been to Laredo. I spent I spent a a week there when I was a kid for for family stuff. And and, uh, it is a shithole. It's like it's it's a shithole with like one city block that's like nice for tourists. Really? Uh, well, because it's it's there's Laredo on obviously the north side of the border, and then the mm-hmm. Mexican city is called Nuevo Laredo, and it's just basically one city with a border wall in the middle of our border fence. We don't have a wall yet, but maybe we will someday. Um, but uh, it, it's just a uh, fence. Laredo's not. Laredo's very touristy. I mean, they were crossing, I guess, near Laredo. The Laredo border is very different than the El Paso border. The El Paso border, the south side of it, I've been in El Paso too, and you look, you can look over, you can actually see fucking Mexico across the border, and you just hear, I thought they were fireworks when I was looking over, like that pop, pop, pop. That was guns. There was gunshots. You can just hear the gunshots. Laredo is more, you know, a touristy Mexican place, but... uh yeah, I guess I I liked that uh, I was there. I, you never really find out how close where, where they are in T two when they drive south. I'm assuming they get close to like east of San Diego. 
Yeah. Which I you, thought they went over the border in, in T2. I don't think they, because that would be tough for them to, as wanted criminals to get back in. Not then. Even, Not in 95. Even, even in 95. Even in 91. 95. It was 95. I mean, the movie was, well, the, was released When they made 91. the movie, they didn't know what 1995 was going to be like. So they were just making it as 1991, effectively. Right. But it was 95 in the film, at least. Right. Okay. They didn't predict shit. They didn't have a fucking Mission Impossible <laughs> poster. Did you... Did you like the way they were able to include uh, Sarah Connor, at least? I thought it was a little inventive the way they involved Carl and Sarah Connor into the plot without making it super, like, over, like, heavy-handed. Um, I mean, I didn't like the characterization of this Sarah Connor. I didn't like her, like, being like, like yeah, I hunt Terminators and I drink till I black out. Like, mm-hmm. when, like, wh- wh- why? Like, that's not the character. The character never drinks and uh, in, in she she never drank in the film other than the uh, the beer which i think she denied the beer even so like that was kind of weird right she talked about drinking that didn't yeah but also huh. just didn't pan out to the character who's always been so razor focused and this is the idea that like oh yeah i've been getting text messages from somebody and i've never really yeah. looked into that i've just been killing the terminators ending ending with for john yeah which is also which is also Carl's last line in the movie before he dies. He says for John, which I wanted then uh, Sarah Connor to go. Don't say his name like as he's dying. I wanted to <laughs> cut like, to, uh, a, a picture of Edward Furlong today. Today, just cut to him. It's like a like a flash frame. Just cut to us. Just a still photo. Is that what you a mean? Fat heroin addict. And that's what John would look like today, uh, Sarah, if you let him go in that world. I guess. No. Um, I, I liked it. I thought it was smart. Okay, one of the things I like did not care for when I saw the trailer was like, okay, all right, Sarah Connor's in this, and they figured out a way to bring Arnie back somehow. Uh, like, uh, I don't know how they're going to write them in without making it feel so ridiculous. And I did not mind their inclusion the way they were brought in with the idea of encrypted messages. I do question, though, how does a Terminator from Skynet, right, from the Skynet future – know how the uh, Legion Terminators, the Revs, are being sent back and when they're being sent back to. How does he connect that? I don't understand how... They, they never really explained that, did they? I guess not. Wait, say it again? Wait, wait what's... what's So, okay, so the causality loop is ended, right? Like, uh, when... when Okay, this is something that uh, Noli mentioned a little bit in his email. I'll, t- I'll get into it now. It's about, like, how this ended and continued somehow, right? So, Skynet officially was going to take over in 97 and then the future that the terminators kept being sent back from in the first terminator film and terminator 2 was 2029 right and so the arnold that kills john connor in 98 was sent back from 2029 the skynet future now we have because when sarah and john ended everything they you know they they they, they ended the causality loop um, of Skynet's future, and now thus a new fate was born, mm-hmm. which eventually leads to Legion, right? Mm-hmm. And we don't know when Judgment Day for Legion is, but we know that Legion is going crazy as all hell in 2042. Okay. So the Terminators being sent back yeah. from 2042 are being sent back by Legion. Mm-hmm. How the fuck does a Skynet Terminator, a T-800 Carl... From a Skynet future that's been now ended, they know that. how Legion Terminators are being sent back. They explained that it was uh, uh, be, 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 uh, like uh, in a period before the uh, leading up to. It's like it, he's just sensing it in in modern day as it's happening that uh, he can he can have some way of 
of detecting the time anomalies that says something's being back sent back. He doesn't know anything about where it's coming from. He just so it's he can he can tell that time's being manipulated. I forget I forget what the mechanic of how he does that. Whether it's just built into him or he had figured out some way to do it. But he's he there was some pseudoscience where he's like I can detect time anomalies in different locations. But yeah, I still didn't grasp how like how he was able to get a, a heads up on 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 a future that he's not a part of and. I don't Such think he can see the future. Up. I think he can, he just can sense the time. Of the the but the he gives her information back. like like lickety splickety, and then she goes and like hunts down terminators like right there and then. Like she even said like I was at some like parking garage. Yeah, at a mall. He and, can like, see it like terminator a, fall. Like he can see it like a day in advance or something. Well, then she better fly to like fucking like all over the world like lickety split to be able to stop these things. Well, she has a she has a friend who's in the air force, so <laughs> apparently, yeah, yeah, who has like incredible top secret access. It's not a good movie. Nobody questions anything. Yeah, and then he doesn't die. I guess I guess he lived, which was kind of nice. It was like a weird throwaway. Like he just is fine. Who the army? Like, he's the air force guy. Yeah, doesn't he just like he, he doesn't even get and, on the plane, does he? No, no, he doesn't. He's like, he's like, okay, I'm good. I'll just make sure that they don't mess with you or whatever. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll try to keep them off you as long as I can or something like that. And then he's gone. Yeah. And he's just gone the rest of the movie. And then they had an escort all of a sudden out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. Well, I did like the movie nonetheless. Um, I thought it was fun. Um, and I will probably go further to say I was super high watching it, and it's probably why I gave it a four out of five. Boy, well, that ain't gonna help it. Genesis. And I, I can no, under- Genesis was bad. I I was high watching Genesis. And I thought was <laughs> Genesis, is, it's it's. <clears throat> at least I understood what was happening in this one, whereas I, I I just didn't care. This felt like a Terminator film to me. Okay, this felt like a Terminator film to me. Genesis did not feel like a Terminator film in any way. Mm. Like in any way, T3 doesn't feel like a Terminator film really that much to me in the way that Dark Fate does. And Salvation is a completely different Terminator tangent altogether. Yeah. That's why I like, it's one of the reasons why I really like Salvation. But I like this one, I think, more than Salvation because this felt like I was watching like a third film in the Terminator franchise. Like it felt like Halloween 2018 is the sequel to Halloween and it feels like a good sequel to Halloween. And Superman Returns is a great sequel to Superman 1 and 2. Great. I think Superman Returns is a great sequel, at least. I, I, I appreciate it. And Star Wars Force Awakens did a really good job of honing in on elements that like felt like Star Wars, a lot of things that were missing in the prequels. And I thought this movie just did like all of those things. Now, yeah, it's lacking in story, whatever, but it's it's fucking I think it's like steps and bounds beyond Genesis. For me at least. I think it's a halfway better. Had it not preached to me, had it not given me the uh, future's female uh, twist uh, and uh, subtle anti uh, countries having borders rhetoric, uh, I I might have given it, you know, one and a half. But it was it was the action in the third act that was just so messy and so CG Mm -hmm. uh, that uh, when they were in the plane and, and. you know, it's, it's clearly wire work and also just flying in the Humvee and there's the underwater Humvee shit. And then there's the set bound stuff in the, uh, hydroelectric plant. Um, I just thought about, I was just, you know, just thinking about T2 and, and how grounded it is that like they, they had stuntmen, you know, drive that little, uh, moped or whatever it is, a dirt bike, uh, you know, within an inch of getting crushed by an actual 18 wheeler for real. They really drove an 18 wheeler off a thing. That's why real stunts. And and it's like, 
don't tell me that can't be done now because it, 2008 wasn't that. Yeah, exactly. Tom fucking Cruise. I was going to mention yeah. the Dark Knight and how the Dark Knight manages to make just an 18 wheeler flipping uh, work. Uh, more recent, I, we we had Fury Road showing us the the value of of live action real world stunts, and, and T2 was a part of that and, and that that tradition. And and Dark Fate, I, I didn't feel like I was watching a Terminator movie. I felt like I was watching a better interpretation of what genesis tried to do Gen yeah. when was genesis it was 2016 uh i think it was genesis was 2015 it feels too recent to genesis and genesis took place in 2017 1984 and 2017 yeah it just feel like that yeah exactly there was it just felt like it was too close to genesis both visually uh the the whole using no, old arnold not visually Genesis is a completely different color palette, completely different. It's shot completely differently. Genesis Genesis looks like a TV movie compared to Dark Fate. Yeah, we got a little bit of the same vibe. I do feel, though, like the whole third act does become this, like, how do we keep escalating and escalating this moment? It starts at the detention center and it builds its way all the way to the dam. And then it like has that breath right before the fight in the dam. And they are trying to recreate the end of T2, which has that same feel where it's like as soon as you finish at Cyberdyne, you move on to, you know, the chase on the freeway, followed immediately by the smelting plant. So it isn't as elaborate. And it seems like Dark Fate was just like, oh, it's, it's 2019 and technically 2020 in the movie. And we have to do this up. It cannot be something that looked like something that was 25 years ago. It has to feel like something that's, you know, 2020 and like big, 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 big. And it shouldn't have been. And, and if it weren't for George Miller and his insane movie, I could all, I could, I could see that argument being inescapable, but we know it can be escaped. And yeah, if anyone has sure. the power to escape it, it's one James Cameron. And he, he could have said like, nah, man, don't have don't CG a Humvee flying through the fucking air. But like, why would you hire Tim Miller, like the guy that owns Blur Studios? Like, like that's the weird thing. Like Blur Studios is known for incredible CGI. Obviously, Tim Miller cut his teeth on incredible CGI work they shouldn't with have. David Fincher. They should they, he, they should have hired James Wan. They should have hired a different director. I do agree with that. But Tim Miller did get the aesthetic right, I thought, um, of the Terminator film. Something that Nolan pointed out in his email that he talks about is that why did uh, director Tim Miller uh, have uh, a scene where he showed Arnold pick up sunglasses, look at the camera, and then not put them on? What the fuck was that? A gotcha moment? Same reason why Luke threw a fucking, his, his you know, a very important lightsaber. Just, oh, I don't care about this anymore. I thought it was supposed to be showing his, uh, his, his humanity. Maybe. And the fact that he was, like, willing to, like, not hide behind lenses anymore. It was a subversion of expectations. I guess. Um... You know, I did hear that they shot it both ways, where they he puts the glasses on and he doesn't put it on. Mm -hmm. And then they realize when they watch the rest of the film, he's not wearing glasses the rest of the movie. So they're like, oh, yeah, we can't have him have his Is glasses that real? on anyways. Yeah, that was like real. Yeah, that they actually did shoot both shots. Lazy. <laughs> they went with the one without glasses because they shot the rest of the film without glasses. Okay. Well, so, um, so the song Guitars and Cadillacs comes back. <laughs> Yeah, it did. Did you catch that? Yes, of course I caught that. I, 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 mean, I, I caught that, that and I was like, oh, God, you didn't earn that. No, because it, it's the Rev 9 falls into a, a, a like a pool house yeah. in, in the middle of a, of a barbecue, and all of a sudden you hear, Now his guitar's can lack. 
Nobody listens to that song. That's the fucking t- Terminator 2 song. Yeah, exactly. It's the song everyone knows from T2. Yeah. Yeah. So and that was weird, but it was definitely like a clear like nod yeah. to the uh, to the uh, uh, the other films. And um, honestly, Motel Salvation did that better with Guns N' Roses. Wait, wait, wait. What was Salvation's Guns N' Roses? He plays the, the the Guns N' Roses song from T2 uh, to uh, attract, to create a diversion to call to have the. Uh, aerial uh drones come after them when they're trying to lead them off from john Collins. i forgot about that they I also throw in that. the uh that uh here comes the rooster song because that was mcg's first music video oh good he has to of course yeah, yeah. was it allison chains right yeah allison chains yeah 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 um i like the motel hideout in uh this film dark fate was similar to the one in t1 except for the problem here is that t1 no had a fuck scene yeah. And there was no fuck scene in this movie. There was no tits in this movie. There's no balls, no dick in this movie. I was very upset. Give me tits. Why also, the Rev-9, when it falls out of the sky and then lands on the concrete, they did the whole thing where they, like, put the the mist and the smoke there to cover up his butt, I guess, so we didn't see his butt even in a squat shot. Uh, just show me no. Gabriel Luna's dick and balls, what, dude. What, show me Mackenzie Davis's uh, tits and vagina. I, I mean, yeah, you, show us. We got her ass, but I, I wanted more. I didn't feel like I got enough ass, even honestly. All right. So another thing I want to ask you, Felk, before we wrap some of this up is, is this franchise dead now? I mean, this movie made no fucking money at all. It's been dead since Salvation. Salvation had a chance of bringing it back. Um, it wasn't a perfect... Uh, Perfect movie, but it gave them the option to continue it on and and have this loose continuity that didn't have casting continuity, but I you know had a had a story that was now in the future, and I I would like to see where it goes. And said so they made Genesis, and I gave it a shot, and it fucking pissed in my face, and, and I felt like this movie. Um, I, I went in with zero expectations. Well, no, I had zero expectations and didn't want to see it. Some things kind of made me want to see it. It turns out that that was all that the movie had going for it was the photorealistic. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with that. Uh, the, the the biggest twist in the reality is, is the beginning, and one of the biggest spoilers you can have from this movie is that beginning, yeah, that prologue. Yeah. The that that the even though having seen the movie now, I kind of feel like it kind of shits on the legacy and character of John Connor. And initially, I I, I liked the, that opening scene and how good it looked and how like oh this is bold. Where are they going to go with this? And they just went with a remake of T2 that didn't really have anything new to say. Uh, ex- yeah, like a, like a T2, T3 remake, kind of. Yeah, I guess. Well, yeah, but you, T3 didn't happen. No, this is T3, right? Yeah. yeah but T3 is a better movie. Hey, Felk, so you can call the phone number in the film that's on Carl's Draper's I van. I saw it on our dock when we did this did last time and then looked for the number and said, ah, oh, they put a number on there. Are you doing it? Yeah, so we're going to call right now. Now, this is a big deal because we're going to actually have, for the first time ever, Arnold Schwarzenegger on our podcast. Except all, all the right, time so we've used his clips of him talking. Like, Come on, don't bullshit me. Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. 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 Shit. 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 No shit. Mac. 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 Dylan, you son of a bitch. Right. Who is your daddy? <laughs> Who is your daddy and what does he do? Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. 
Shut up. All right, so I dial the phone number. Remember, the phone number on the actual van is 888-512-1984. That is May 12th, 1984. What is so important about May 12th, 1984? It's the release date of T2 or T1. No, that's when uh, Kyle goes back in time. Oh, that's the, okay. T2 or T1, I think it was released in like February or something like and that. And the continuity of the movie, that's just a coincidence. And it's also his phone number, I guess. Yeah, so here we go. Colleen. Hold it up to your mic. Yeah, I'm going to hold it up. Let's see what, let's see what Arnold says or Carl says. Yay! They discontinued it because the movie didn't do great. Really? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> there it is. Listen. Try it again. That's a busy signal. That's not I a disconnect. Know, that's weird. Okay. Let's try it again. 888-512-1984. There you go. <laughs> Oh, Carl's dead. Oh, no. Carl's draperies is gone. <laughs> Felt it's dead for you, too. Well, play right now audio for Carl's draperies. Hi, this is Carl's draperies. We have the best drapes and curtains anywhere in Texas. I can guarantee you that. Sorry we are not here right now to answer your call, but we will call you back. Until then... Hasta la vista. Oh, yep, that's what happens when your movie does really, 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 really bad. That's pathetic. <laughs> you couldn't keep a number going? They couldn't keep that number going. It's still in theaters. <laughs> the movie's still in theaters. It did that bad to like, cancel the fucking number. Jesus. Rankings. So let's rank it up. Why don't you go first? So we're going to start off with your least favorite and then move to your first. You are going to give us an asterisk for Terminator 2 3D Battle Across Time. But, Felk, please give us your top seven Terminator films. Uh, okay. Well, six. Uh, I, I, again, I, I, don't, I don't know where I, – I don't want to say where Battle Across Time would, would go. But I'm going to say Genesis is still the worst. Ooh. Now followed by Dark Fate. <gasps> but not by much. Then a very sizable gap in terms of quality upwards. And we got Salvation, and it's right above that Rise of the Machines. Then, obviously, another sizable jump up in quality to uh, the Terminator. And then a jump that only Superman could do or some kind of terminating robot with jumping mm. abilities. They never made a, a Terminator that could j whose whole thing is that he could jump real high. And then T2, which is the best movie, Judgment Day. T2, Judgment Day. This is the best movie uh, ever made. Yeah, Absolutely. Wow. Okay. So really the only change here is that uh, Genesis is still the worst and then Dark Fate. Yeah. Okay. Now you got yours and I, I am interested. I, I have to say, where, where, where do you put it? So um, I put it. Oh, I guess I think you just spoiled it by doing it in the dock before you said it to me. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I wanted you to see. But the listeners can't see the dock. No, it's, it's spoiled for Felk. But Spoilers for Falk. You're changing all the, the fucking numbers. All right, so uh, my number seven is Terminator Genesis. Mm -hmm. My number six is Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. My number five is Terminator Salvation. My number four is Terminator 3D, Battle Across Time. 
Yeah. My number three is Terminator Dark Fate. My number two is The Terminator. And my number one, of course, is Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Yeah, oh. I, I really like Terminator Dark Fate. It's, my, it's by far my favorite of all of the Terminator sequels. Um, I, I, I don't think it's a franchise that should continue in any way at all. It doesn't have to continue beyond T2, honestly. I still feel like you can end it all at T2 if you want. Um, but if there was a choose your own adventure version of Terminator to see what the third, you know, series in the movies would be, then for me, I hope it's Dark Fate over all the others because to me, I, I enjoy that trilogy the most, as opposed to the trilogy of the Terminator, Terminator Two, and Three: Rise of the Machines, or the Terminator, Terminator Two, and Genesis, or the Terminator, Terminator Two. And salvation, like I just, I would not enjoy that at all. Those are not my trilogies. So this is it. I, got, I like I that you my... can watch T one, two, three, and then four, uh, and have a narrative through line, and, and and it just, you know, the characters are the same characters, just act actors change, and then you get to fucking Genesis, and then it's just, then like, okay, well now what am I watching? And then if you were to then watch uh, Dark Fate, you'd be like, you have to, you have to. Don't make a movie where you have to explain to me which movies in a multiple movie series I'm supposed to remember and which ones I'm supposed to pretend didn't exist. Wait, but you didn't mind that for Superman Returns. Yes, I do. I completely. That's my biggest problem. With Superman Returns it doesn't even fucking make sense. Like that, that Superman has a son, but he doesn't know he has a son. Does he remember he fucked Lois? Did he fuck Lois and then kiss her and make her forget that he fucked her? Even which is after rape. Superman after Superman two, he leaves. He bounces to go to check out a new Krypton, and then he's like, oh, okay. Oh, Krypton doesn't exist. I'll go yeah, no, home. no. But does Lois know that she ever fucked Superman? No, because he kisses her in the end and she forgets everything. That's kind of rapey. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, the Superman movies now are a little rapey in a lot of ways. It doesn't matter how you cut Superman 2. It's a little weird. A lot of people, it's like their favorite Superman film ever. It's okay. I like more what they're trying to do mine. than what they really did do. I like Superman the movie the most. Yeah, I, I I don't have a problem with the the fact that he uh, kisses her, and then it's just the, the which makes her forget everything, um, and then of course the fact, but but Singer always said that Superman Returns is a sequel to the Donner cut, which means that he fucked yeah. her, turned back time by re reversing the Earth spin, and everything went back in time, but the semen stayed in her because it's Superman semen. You you forgot? Yeah, it's super semen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, don't don't say that I don't have a problem with Superman Returns doing that. I do. It's horror. That's that's the biggest. That's the biggest. Uh, that and so, just that and just the whole deadbeat dad Superman thing where he had a son but he, he bounced and never checked in on or didn't know that he had a son. And also, of course, then he stalks Lois. He uses his superpowers to be a pervert who's like listening in on her conversations oh, give with me a her break. husband. Give me a break. Everybody's ever given the option. What's your superpower? Invincibility How would you feel? How would you feel? If you're, 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 <laughs> Everybody you're, picks invisibility because they just want to hang out in rooms. With How would you feel it. if one of your wife's exes got the ability to have super hearing? Forget about the fact that he can like snap people in half. You like know what I would say? You know what and I would use do? that I would, to spy in on I would, you. I would quietly walk around whispering going, Clark Kent's a piece of shit. <laughs> you know, like Superman's a bitch uh james marston's character should have been like getting kryptonite like when he had superman like injured with the kryptonite he should be like now's my chance to just fucking get rid of him <laughs> yeah slice his throat no he shouldn't have <laughs> no he liked him he's a nice guy he's the best guy ever 
the Brian Singer was just jacking off one day into a boy's mouth, and he was just like, I'm going to make Cyclops into a cock in my next movie. What a fucking... The, now that we know how creepy he was, you cannot watch Superman Returns without... And also Kevin Spacey, without seeing just a totally That's what different I was movie. saying. I remember... Okay, we had a boner, which was... Uh, it was my boner, which was the uh, most fabulous uh, scene, Kevin Spacey scene or character... Now knowing what we now know, and I said Lex Luthor yeah, yeah, yeah. No, is I, crazy now knowing that we know. I believe like, I said LA Confidential with an alternate mm -hmm. of seven, and no one, of course, said, "What is this? I don't want to do Pass. this." <laughs> yeah, Pass. Pass. I think I think he thought that we were like it was too taboo of a boner, maybe. I think I, no, he was just like no, I don't think it's that taboo. I just don't. I think there's anything to say about it. <laughs> I feel like he must have thought it was too taboo. Maybe Brian Singer fucked him. Wrong. All right, so that was our rankings of uh, the Terminator franchise. And once again, our rankings don't have to match our ratings at all. In this case, they do, though. <laughs> cool Boy Nation! Tell us what you thought about Terminator, Dark Fate, and how many boys out of five you would give it. You would give it by emailing us at thecoolboyspodcast at gmail.com. New episodes of The Cool Boys Podcast come out every week, but usually on Tuesdays. Be sure to like and subscribe to The Cool Boys and review us on Apple Podcasts. You can also donate to us on patreon.com at www.patreon.com slash coolboyspodcast. Got ahead of myself there. Please yep. check out our other great cool boy central content with Batman and beyond. It is still going and it is still fabulous on uh -huh. Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and YouTube. Thank you for listening. Say, that's a nice cock. <laughs> Stay cool, cool boy nation. Until next time, it's Bizies from Rev9. Felk. And that's Bizies from T800 Ballard. All right. You know, I got to say, when you don't like a movie that you like, it's really it's really hard for me to not like discuss just negatives about a movie, even though I like it. It's like Blade Runner 2049 all over again. You didn't you 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 mentioned details, but you didn't have the core problems that I had with it. No, but like at the same time, like I felt like it was very like even like for someone who like gave the movie a four out of five boys. I don't think I got anywhere near all the things I really liked about it. Because I felt like I was just more derailed by you're not liking it and kind of just wanting to get caught up in your conversation more. Well, than yeah. really discussing the movie that I liked. <laughs> uh, and just you know, picking it apart. Yeah, well. I'm okay with that. I can be, I see, here's the I thing. I can Justin's be critical review. about movies. I can be really critical about a movie like Blade Runner, like 2049 that we talked about uh, in our spoiler cast, where I can, you know, kind of talk about the shitty things about a movie and I could still really like it. And I think that's hard for some listeners maybe to understand. No, it's hard I for no one like to understand. I understand. And still it. bitch. Okay. Because I, I do. I can like things and then just bitch about something that I love. Like, I can no, talk I about Star it. Wars. I love Star Wars, but I can bitch about it also. Yeah, no, I mean, I assume this is like, this is Force Awakens kind of similar, where it gave you the feels that you had the first yeah. time you saw the, the real one. Yeah, it really is. And and it also, I own all the Terminator films thus far been released, so I will own Dark Fate as well. I hate Genesis. I own it. I can't believe you paid money for it. I own it in 3D.
outstanding American boy. Excelled in all things. I pump while I dump. Oh, yeah. So cool. Oh, yeah. So cool. Oh, yeah. So cool. This episode of the Cool Boys Podcast was brought to you by... Hi, this is Carl's Draperies. We have the best drapes and curtains anywhere in Texas. I can guarantee you that. Jesus left. Hasta la vista, baby. No!